All right, welcome into a special edition of Negative War, Positive Vibes. CJ Nikowski and Ryan Spielborgs. The big news coming down here on a Saturday, I gotta call it uh, late afternoon, early evening. And that is Shohei Otani signing, not with the Toronto Blue Jays, as we had so much fun on our show on Friday, tracking his airplane and trying to figure out exactly what was going on <laughs> with him. It turns out to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. 10 years, $700 million. That is crazy, Spilly. I thought 600 was nuts. It's 700. Apparently, uh, there are some pretty significant deferrals in this contract. We don't know what they are. It'll be a while probably before we get all of that information. And when those deferrals come in, there is a decent chance that the actual value of the deal could be considerably lower, right? If they, if there's no interest necessarily that is paid, if it's an actual $700 million that he's going to pocket, but say it's over 20, 30 years, whatever that uh, may be, well, that's going to bring the present value of the contract uh, down. But we'll get there when we get there, when we can. It is not available to us uh, on a Saturday evening as we're breaking it all down. But uh, Spilly, for you, first reactions here after everything we went through on Friday. And then saying, well, it sounds like it probably is the Dodgers. J.P. Hornstra, we'll get into him a little bit from uh, Dodger Nation, basically saying yesterday that it was done and nobody else could confirm it, that he was going to Toronto uh, ended up not being the case um, at all. But when you got the news today, uh, first thoughts for you on Shohei Otani staying in Los Angeles, but the real Los Angeles, he's a Dodger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So last night I was thinking about this with Toronto. I was kind of, I was really kind of pumped for baseball. If, if Toronto was a landing spot for Shohei Otani, just international city, one of the more beautiful cities in the circuit around major league baseball. And then the connection with, uh, with Japanese baseball and, and how, you know, that, that Shohei Otani brings so much, um, as far as marketing and, and eyeballs, I mean, we don't see it here in the States, CJ. And that's, that's been my constant kind of like, you don't understand. You don't see it because we're, we're in our United States bubble. Mm. You don't understand how big Otani is. You don't, you like, you don't get it. You don't get it. Like people thought LeBron James, you know, like how, how popular LeBron James is. Otani is the LeBron James or uh, like I was joking around He's the Taylor Swift of baseball. Like wherever he goes, you don't understand. Like he's got his, his teeth swizzles. He's got the, he's got a, an entire group of people that you don't see. You don't see it because it's a country nine hours away. And that's what I've, I've been hammering that. Like you don't understand the power of Otani because you don't see it here in the States. You don't understand it. And that's why I felt like teams that made me understood the financial aspect beyond just, hey, like, is he going to pitch for me next year? He's just a DH, right? You know, like, how many years is he going to be good? I was like, you're you're not seeing it. You can't see it clearly because you don't know what you and I have witnessed overseas. When I was when I was in Japan, I saw you, Darvish. I saw Ichiro. It was on every billboard, every commercial every game that you Darvis was pitching in that game was on a television in every restaurant, every bar, every clubhouse, it was on. That's why like, so in the case of Otani, his marketing power and how he is, is tenfold of what you Darvish is because of he's been two times a, a unanimous MVP. Um, he's beyond Ichiro at this point because in the case of, of how we can stream and how we can market, he's even bigger 
than 2001. So teams that understood what Otani is really bringing to you beyond baseball, I felt like was, was going to get to these giant numbers, which is why I was like, okay, you know, Rogers center and Rogers communication, they might understand as one of these gigantic media conglomerates, the power of Otani. So it made sense. So when we were talking about Otani to Toronto yesterday and we were looking at the roster, I was like, I'm not sure about the roster, but yeah, this makes, this makes fiscal sense to go for Otani and just blow everybody out of the water. So when we found out, and by the way, JP Hornstra, what the hell, man, what the hell? Like, I feel bad for him. Do you feel bad for him? I kind of feel bad for him, but at the same time, I don't, because this is why, you know, you have to make sure that you have the right information so you don't get this kind of cluster uh, that we witness. And then at the same time, it's also what made me upset about this media gag. Like you wouldn't have had yesterday if it was, if you could at least trickle down some information. Hey, Otani is not Trout, like from CAA or from uh, Nez Baleo. Otani's not going to Toronto yet. He hasn't made a decision. He's not on this flight. Worth it. Most likely it will happen this weekend. That would have been great, right? Yeah. Like that would have just nipped it in the bud at, at noon yesterday. Hey, that would have worked out well. He didn't do great. it. Didn't happen. He got to make the announcement on Instagram, which I think that's the thing, right? It sounded like, and it felt like he wanted to be able to have that control uh, to be able to make the announcement. And he did. And so he got that moment and that's great. And so he can now go um, and, uh, and enjoy that moment. And that's done. A um, couple of things you brought up here. So we understand, you know, uh, to some degree, I think fans, as you kind of explained, get the idea that he is a huge marketable player. He's a revenue generator. We know that. Um, I don't know how much necessarily an attendance boost you're going to see in Los Angeles just because there's not so much the room for it. Um, I, what I find also fascinating in that is that he essentially stays in the same market in Southern California. How many of those new angel fans who were really Otani fans now become Dodger fans? Easy. Like this ends up being a really slick move in the sense that you are likely stealing some new angel fans away from the angels That's right, right. in that market. So that part helps a little bit. Uh, as well, but I do think for your average Dodger fan, well, okay, they look at it. It's not their money. It's already expensive, probably to go to a baseball game in Los Angeles anyway. Maybe it doesn't change that much. They care about this team and their ability to win. And so now, as we look at this roster, and I think we have to be honest about whether or not we believe Shohei Otani will ever be as effective as he was as a pitcher coming back from a second elbow surgery and not being able to commit to the standard rehab because he's going to be DHing uh, next year. Uh, that is certainly something you have to worry about to some degree. Uh, this obviously makes them a better team. Uh, but we and you know, I went through this. When we thought he was going to Toronto and having this conversation on Friday on Loud Outs on MLB Network Radio, it became about, as some callers had said, well, you know what? Let's go get four other really good players then. And our team's probably better because of it. Well, it didn't go down like that. And they're not done. And we know they're going to continue to be aggressive. And we'll see what the actual AAV looks like eventually and how that counts against them. And that conversation about luxury tax. Uh, but by itself, yeah, of course they're better. But J.D. Martinez was pretty good in that DH spot last year. So as far as on the field in between the lines, sure, an upgrade. How much of a significant upgrade, upgrade in the DH spot for the Dodgers? And how much better are they really right now with Shohei Otani? I think they're a lot better, CJ. I, I think they're significantly better. And I'm also with you when it comes to, I've I've had a couple people reach out and say, hey, listen, what do you think Otani's going to look like as a pitcher for the next couple of years? I was like, you know what? Uh, 
I, I think the Dodgers, I, I've, you and I were talking about this the other day when it comes to the Dodgers, and I don't think people understand that Otani's not a seven-inning pitcher. The Dodgers aren't looking for Otani to be a seven-inning pitcher. They they were 18th in baseball last in the last two years combined in innings pitched by a starter. They, if you watch Dodger games, the their starters are going five, and then they dive. That's how it works. So if Otani throws in 26 games a year, which I think that's probably likely, and he's averaging five innings a start, um, then you're getting the 120 innings of value that I think he would he would bring on the market. And as far as his offensive approach, like, dude, the guy can a- absolute rake. So, I mean, he's Jordan Alvarez. That's who he is. He's Jordan with the chance on a on a high upside to be as 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 good of any starter as there is in baseball. He's just not going to give you a ton of innings. He's Blake Snell. Hmm. So I I I like it. I think it's gonna it's gonna you know, I think it'll be just fine. And then when you add, you know, the Dodgers have their own television network, and I'm sure they're like I'll give you an example, CJ. I believe the number with the New York Yankees, and they were selling off some of their uh, inventory from the Yes Network, and it was bought by Amazon, okay? Um, that deal with Amazon for 20 games, and I believe it was 20 games for three years. Do you know how much they sold those 20 games for? I don't. $157 million. It's a pretty good return for the Yes Network. Well done. For 20 games of inventory. Yeah. So. My point is, is like Otani is going to make the Dodgers the money. Seven hundred million dollars is is a ridiculous amount of money. I get it, but it's because he's bringing something that that no other no other player can even bring. This I also have laughed, and I'm sure you've seen a couple of these tweets. There are like I've seen I think three or four. Um, The deal for Otani seven hundred million dollars. There's three hundred twenty seven million. You know Americans. If if you could imagine giving each American a million dollars, 327 million Americans would be, you know, life changing money. I was like, listen, that's not how math works. That's brutal. 327 that we, that, no, million times yeah. a million is is a number that we've never even seen before. You could give if everybody were, a little more than two dollars. Yeah, everybody would get two dollars and 14 cents. He wanted to spread Otani's contract to yeah. every United uh, American citizen, they would get $2 and 14 cents, oh, not a million dollars. So oh, anyways, we need to work on our math. Um, uh, but I, I'm excited CJ. I, I think selfishly too. I watched the Rockies 10 years, no opt out. That's 13 games a year. I'm going to see 130 games of Otani in his hall of fame career. That's, I love that. I mean, like I can't even imagine 130 games against the Rockies. Let's see if I was to extrapolate that that's at least, Hopefully, ten to twelve wins. I get to see a couple starts in there, and then that's that's at least thirty homers. At least thirty homers in there. <laughs> uh, it'll be quite a few for sure, and that part is good for the game, right? The idea, I, as much as the Toronto thing was interesting, and I really thought he was going to end up there based on that story yesterday. Uh, there is something about him playing in the states. However, it is still the same in the sense that he's on the West Coast. And so, while for you as a Rockies guy, and for Dodger fans and Padre fans and Giant fans, uh, they get to see that. But there will still be some of that lack of exposure that comes along with being on the West Coast. It would have been nice to see more of those seven o'clock games. You and I had gotten into that yep. yesterday. Yeah. As far as the way this story was covered, man, this is a Brutal. really fascinating one, man. For uh, J.P. Hornstra, 
John Paul Morosi tweeting out later that he had bad information. He thought he thought he had good enough information to share uh, and tell us that Shohei Otani was on that flight uh, yesterday. Turned out to be one of the guys from Shark Tank, which is amazing. One of the very likable guys from um, Shark Tank. And we were joking about it, maybe being a rich family anyway, just getting off after their vacation from uh, with the stops in Hawaii and the Bay Area and Southern California and Orange County. Pretty hilarious from our standpoint, but uh, it does go to show you the response that was out there about him being on that plane and he's signing with Toronto when it was going to happen on Friday night and being wrong. We knew somebody was going to be wrong. It was going to be either the insiders that said that's not true uh, or the guy that actually went out uh, and reported it. The funny part of that with JP is that he covers the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation. And so I'm wondering, I'm assuming he still has a credential and can go out there and uh, to Dodger Stadium and have access to players. It's got to be a pretty tough spot for him to show up, like, how does he walk into that clubhouse? I mean, everyone's happy because he ended up there, but he put Dodger fans through some serious emotion on Friday, thinking that the guy that they've been hearing about for two years that was going to be theirs, no, he's actually going to Toronto. That turned out to be wrong. Um, that's a guy, that's a tough pill to swallow, man, for him. Ooh-wee. Well, uh, I mean, like, first off, it stinks to be wrong. It also, you know, it's kind of like uh, another example of like the, the, the race to be first is, is not worth it. You know, especially when it comes to credibility and, and your, you know, journalistic integrity, it's, it's, it's a fact, you know, like you, you started hearing about this for years and, and I, I'm not, I'm not trying to to bash on JP at all, either Morosi or Hornstra. Mm. I'm just seeing like the, making sure you're, you're getting two sources that are validated and coming through. And, and in the case of Morosi, like we know him really well and that's, you know, he takes pride in that. So sure. it's, it's, it's disappointing. It's also, I mean, I wonder if, if, you know, you were force fed bad information from an agency uh, yeah. to help, to help like uh, negotiate in public, mm. you know, like create that leverage. Hey, JP, he's going to Toronto and then just wait to see this, this giant cluster that JP starts off. And then, you know, Andrew Friedman's calling freaking out, right? Like, Hey, we're not talking about this. He may or may not. Right. Like if I'm, yeah. if I'm Nez and I'm showing, I'm using it to my advantage. I mean, I wonder how much, if that information was in, in fact force fed or a ploy for negotiation, how much more money that got Shoei Otani. My guess is a hundred million. No, <laughs> you, know, like, come on. you think they were a hundred million short? It felt like that, it yesterday. It felt like the number yesterday was close to six. Who knows what it was? I mean, yeah. everybody had no idea what the hell was going on. So, uh, but I mean, think about this, CJ, you're waking up first thing in the morning. You're hearing about this, uh, this flight and, you know, like, Hey, Nez has been keeping it close to the chest. Maybe uh show is pissed at doc because, you know, doc Roberts let the cat out of the bag that they met for three hours. <laughs> and I mean, you never know. My guess yeah. is that there was probably another offer made yesterday, a bigger offer, which is why we got to Saturday. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, and we'll probably never know, knowing that they were trying to keep this thing so close to the vest. But that was wild. Um, what what happened? Ultimately, it works out really well for Dodger fans. And I just can't help but wonder for uh, for JP Hornstra, whether or not he, um, you know, he shows up in that uh, clubhouse. Like, can he walk in there? Can you walk so. into that? Yeah. Well, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think so. I think you go to the Angels. <laughs> you, start, you start covering the Angels instead. Man, I and I feel bad, right? Because like you said, you don't you do not throw that out there without really good information. And so he believed that he had uh really good information. Obviously, that's not the way 
that it went down. And so I can't, it can't be anything but getting really badly burned um, by a source. And then you can't help but wonder, man, why would somebody do that? Um, but like you said, who knows, maybe something nefarious going on. We certainly would rather believe that because that's a way more fun story um, anyway, right? The idea that somebody would be out there uh, trying to set up a reporter to help out the negotiations for Shohei Otani should be a really good 30 for 30 uh, someday. All right, how about for the teams that didn't get him? Like this was what becomes now interesting uh, the rest of the way because we were having that conversation. Uh, what's better to go this deep? Uh, or to be able to spread it around. I think about the Giants in particular, even though maybe they weren't a finalist in this thing. Uh, that is a team that we've talked about a lot, the Blue Jays. Uh, I was listening to Jim Duquette and Mike Fair, and they were live, uh, kind of a last-second show that was added to the lineup on MLB Network Radio uh, during this whole thing on Saturday and saying that the Blue Jays essentially, in their mind, had two budgets. It was an Otani budget, and then if we don't sign Otani, here's the rest of our budget. And so where that goes, because if they were in on this, What's Vladdy doing right now? What's Bo Bichette doing right now? Or at least their, um, at least their agents. Uh, there's some real fallout here for the teams that did not uh, land Shohei Otani. It's also it, it could be the you know the the benefit of the one that got away, right? CJ, like in hindsight, down the road, especially if things don't work out in LA, you're like, man, we dodged the bullet um, on that one. I, I think in the case of Toronto, because they had a couple holes that I think that the needed to be filled um especially with some long-term deals they got to real they got to figure out i would not offer an extension to vlad guerrero at this moment just based on what i saw last year mm -hmm. i kind of want him to earn it heading into this last year because he is a free agent at the end of the season and you know like if you're willing to spend that type of money like and guerrero has a big bounce back i mean as as bad as guerrero was he's still better than most i would just i would you know this is kind of like a like you got to earn it type of year for toronto uh, based on what I've seen the last two years. And beyond that, I love their starting rotation. I think you can add to it. I mean, maybe they get into the Yamamoto deal. Maybe they they try to go uh, and get aggressive for a Blake Snell. Who knows? Seattle's got some moves to make. San Francisco, CJ, we talked about this yesterday. Man, I don't, th I don't think they can give away money yeah. to get a big fish. It's unfortunate. Uh, and the Cubs, Cubs, I think are going to be okay. They still felt like they had a couple moves to make. Um, you know, I, I, I understand like these teams with Otani. Otani was such a, a different animal. He, it wasn't just baseball that you were buying with Otani. So I, I just think for some of these teams that didn't go and get Otani, I think they have if they if they were able to convince ownership that this was what we were needing to, to make some money, then I think you should find that middle ground between, okay, like if we're going to really go after this world series, this is what we need. Mm. Um, and let's, let's just go get it. Let's go get these two. Let's go get these players and be done with it. And let's, let's be, let's be the best team we could possibly be. Yeah, there is a lot of pressure on those clubs uh, for sure. The Giants in particular, and now everybody else wondering what's going to be next. Uh, for those teams, I think the good news is this opens up free agency. Yamamoto, come on down. Cody Bellinger, let's get Blake Snell going. Uh, there are some good names out there still. Jordan Montgomery, and then I mentioned it on Friday. There are a slew of DHs that now know, okay, they're not going to the Dodgers. Where can we go uh, from here? So that market should pick up pretty incredibly. Uh, we will be with you every step of the way on Live outs on MLB Network Radio. That show 2 to 5 Eastern. 
five days a week, and uh, we will have plenty to talk about during the week. That'll do it for us today. Shohei Otani, he is a Los Angeles Dodger. For the next decade, no opt-outs and $700 million. Let's go. Have a great day. God about day. day.